Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast, your place for all things magic. I am your host, Corey. With me today is James. How's it going? Hello, everybody. It's going good. Happy Memorial Day. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did. It's pretty relaxing and got to do some grilling. So, yeah, pretty happy about that. That's good. I tried to repair my grill today and then I ended up just breaking it more. So now I got <laughs> to fix it tomorrow. I bought the new parts. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to jump in here and say some ways, you, uh, some things to support us. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, first thing is we are sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal-clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. Uh, If you're interested in possibly creating a podcast yourself and you want to sign up for Zencaster Premium, if you use our offer code zen.ai slash the mtg place you'll get 30 percent off of the pro account awesome um and then uh if you're gonna buy any magic cards we you uh hope that you use our tcg player affiliate link uh you can find that in our discord and on our website mtgplace.net um we're gonna be doing some little bit of tweaks to the website to update it some more because it's kind of bare bones right now yeah it's still a work in progress for sure so yeah yeah. Um, and then the last way you can support us is by signing up for Patreon if you want. You get a special role in Discord to priority chat with us. Um, and you also can get some other goodies depending on the tier level you sign up for. But one of the things, no matter what level you sign up for, is we can shout out a Patreon. Uh, right now we just have one. We've already shouted them out, so we're, hopefully we get more. And then you have a chance to be shouted out right here in this spot. Yes, indeed. And as always, we appreciate all your support. Yes, the support is fantastic, for sure. So today's episode, we're talking Commander Legends Battles for Baldur's Gate. Are you uh, pumped for this set, James? Yeah, I mean, the other D&D-based set was really fun uh, with the, the, the just the regular standard set. Um, so it's going to be fun to uh, see what they have for Commander here for us, and looks like there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and the last Commander Legends set was awesome, too, because it was made to draft Commander, which this is as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, except for now you got the Commander Legends mixing with D&D, which is kind of cool. So uh, we're going to talk about some new mechanics in the set first off. So first off, we have Backgrounds. So what Backgrounds are is they're Enchantments. That can start in your command zone if you have a commander that has the ability to choose a background. So it's kind of like the partner with, uh, but you could partner with an enchantment. It's a background enchantment that do different things. And it basically makes your uh, color identity those two colors. So now you have a way to start with an enchantment in your command zone if uh, you are using one of these new commanders that has choose a background on it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Always fun to uh, quirk up your deck a little bit here with something. (laughs) Uh, Another thing they they added is the initiative. Uh, So there's some cards that say, like, when it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative or uh, you gain the initiative, whatever. And so what the initiative is, is uh, it's a token card you get, kind of like the monarch. uh, But whenever one or more creatures a player control does combat to you, that player takes the initiative. And then whenever you take the initiative and at the beginning of your upkeep, you venture into the Undercity dungeon, 
which is a new dungeon that can only be ventured into via the initiative here. Or a card that says otherwise. Uh, so the new Undercity dungeon, if you remember from the last AFR, you had dungeons, you could kind of choose your different rooms as you go through them. Uh, so the first one here is in the Undercity Secret Entrance. Uh, you search for a basic land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle. And then you got two paths here. Uh, so you can like put one one counters like creatures or scry two. Then you can make someone lose five life or goad something and create a treasure token. Then it'll be draw a card, create a four one. And then the alt, when you get to the bottom, is you flip up the top ten cards, put a creature card from one of the battlefield with three one one counters on it, and it gains hexproof until your next turn. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool for sure. Um, and yeah, it's like initiative from D and D. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. And uh, cool. also. Yeah, there's also uh, Dragons are back, uh, Gates are back because it's Baldur's Gate. Um, yep. Myriad is returning. That was a thing where it copies whenever you attack. Um, and Adventures have come back. That was in uh, Throne of Eldraine. They yep. saw it fit to add some to uh, D&D. I mean, the whole point is to adventure, right? So, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole point of D&D. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it makes yeah. sense to me. I love it, for sure. So we're going to go through the 103 cards of the main Commander Legends for Battle for Baldur's Gate set, and we're only going to do the Mythics and Rares uh, because it would take forever to talk about every single card. It's going to take us probably at least an hour or two to go just through this. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, James, if you want to start us off with the first card, uh, it's, a, All right. the first, it's the first one of a cycle of Elder Dragons in the set. Cool. Um, so as we normally do, we'll go through the Wooburg order um, alphabetically. So uh, first off, we have, uh, if it would load, uh, I guess I'll just, my internet is just crap right now. Ancient Gold Dragon, it is five white white for a 710 creature Elder Dragon with flying. Whenever Ancient Gold Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. <laughs> You create a number of 1-1 blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to the result. So holy effing shit, this is good, That's right? awesome. <laughs> all, of these, all of these elder dragons are insane because you roll a d20, and the average on a d20 is like 10, right? Assuming you're using a real Generally, d20, not the yeah. spin downs or whatever. Don't use the spin downs, guys. Yeah, don't use, use that. Real use like a real d20. <laughs> Otherwise, you're uh, going to hate your life. So, like, if you roll hit a 10, that's basically saying this is 7 for a 710 flyer that you smack them with it and you're going to get 10 1 1 flyers. Yeah, that seems, seems really freaking good. Like, on average, you could Especially get Especially in, like, Ur Dragon or something where you can just reduce the cost of this so you're not being 7. Yeah, you could easily or just cheat, cheat it. In. But, you can cheat this out for, like, nothing if you want. Like, this is awesome. For command, yes, this this might be this so far. This is my this might be the best white card, like all the dragons might be the best of the colors, but like this is a phenomenal card for sure. Uh, next up, we got Archivist of Ogma. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but whatever. Uh, it's one and a white for a 2 2 halfling cleric with flash. And whenever an opponent searches their library, you gain one life and draw a card, so it's much needed white card draw. Yep, and you gain life too, which they also love to do. Uh, and yeah, as I said, uh, when we were doing our staples last week, I talked about how I liked Avon Mind Sensor because people like to search their decks and commander like candy. So here's another um, response to that. Yeah, exactly. You just gain a shit ton of life and draw cards. I mean, Yeah, sure. the draw cards are more important than the one life, but whatever. Yeah. Cards are good. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Ascend from Avernus. Uh, it is white, white, white X. 
So, and it's a sorcery. Return all creature and planeswalker cards from. Uh, sorry, return all creature and planeswalker cards with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile this card. So it's basically uh, like a uh, one of those. What was that? Like open the vault or whatever. One of those cards, or you just bring back a crap ton of stuff. Yeah, the only thing is. I mean, I guess if you're playing a low-costing white deck, like the three CMC or less deck, you, you could pay like three into this, so it costs you six mana yeah, to get back like your bad. whole graveyard almost. Um, but like if but you have a bunch of bombs, enough, yeah, that's gonna hurt. Like it's like ten mana. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there might be a way to get around that. But I don't know. White doesn't generally ramp, so that might be hard to do, but. Maybe if it's like a, in a Selesnia deck or something, you might be able to make it. Yeah, work. the three white pips hurts it too to like splash it in another deck. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that might be. Really, mm, I mean, if you have a smaller uh, mana cost deck, this might be okay. But the X is pretty hard to pull off, I think. Next up, we got Battle Angels of Tear. Uh, it's two white white for a four four angel knight with flying and myriad. Uh, whenever battle of angels att- deals combat damage to a player, deal, draw a card if that player has more cards in hand than each other player. Then you create a treasure token if that player controls more lands than each other player. Then you gain three life if that player has more life than each other player. Wow, this is politics the card if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, but so because of Myriad, you're going to swing at everybody, right? Or, oh, yeah, that's why it has Myriad. Okay, never mind. So you're going to hit everyone, yeah. and assuming you do hit everyone, because they don't have flyers or whatever, right. if someone has more cards and they're not tied, so someone has the most cards in their hand, an opponent, you'll draw a card. Mm-hmm. If someone has more lands than everybody else, you're going to get a treasure. And if someone has more life than everyone else, you're going to gain three life. Yeah, that seems pretty good, honestly. So unless it's tied, you know, so but more than yeah. likely you're gonna get at least one of these out of it every time, I would think. Right. Uh, but that it was it's bad. only four for a four four. That's basically swinging at everybody. Yeah, that seems so good. If you have three opponents, you're swinging four mana for realistically three four fours. <laughs> Granted, two of them get exiled at a turn. But. Things with Myriad just seem to be really good. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a really yeah. good card, and it can go in that new angel deck. Is that from the last set that Giada? It's a cool angel commander. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, next off, we have Horn of Valhalla. Uh, it is one white for an artifact equipment that is white colored, I guess. <laughs> um, and then it has one of the, so this is like one of those like adventure like cards from a throne. Uh, so on it, it has uh, Yiskard's Call, which is X white white, to cast an adventure sorcery, and it creates X one one white soldier creature tokens. And then the equipment itself has equipped a creature gets plus one plus one for each creature you control, and has equipped three. So it's an equipment that buffs your dude for every creature you control, but then you can, if you send it on adventure first, you can make a bunch of tokens first. Yep. That seems pretty good. Get tokens and then you equip it. <laughs> like the adventure card, like I'd play, like say it wasn't on an equipment, right? If you just had the adventure yeah. card X2, create X11s, I would play that card. Yeah, that's not bad. 
So that's like, why better. not play that? And then you also have an equipment. So that's almost like, like I don't know. White, White Sun is two or two twos. So I guess that's a little bit better. But this is similar to that for sure. This is a pretty right. good card. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's you basically get to play both effects. So yeah, and this if you just if you already have a boatload of tokens, like this is great in token decks because you already have a yeah. boatload of tokens, you just throw it down, and then if you can somehow ignore the equip cost, which White is good at doing, you just oh, boom, yeah. it gets buffed for all my tokens. Just play a a, a Stoneforge or something like easy. Yep. All right, next up we got Lazeal's Acrobatics. It's three and a white for an instant. It has exile all non-token creatures you control, and then roll a d20. If you roll a one through nine, return those cards under their to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. If you roll a ten through twenty, return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control, then exile them again, return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So it flickers once at your end step normally if you get one through nine, and it flickers. Twice if you get 10 through 20. Huh. So it seems good in your Braga deck. Yeah, this is great for uh, B, uh, ETB decks. Yeah. <laughs> but outside Things of that, you ain't playing it. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is like strictly for if you're trying to do like a slime closet, you know, uh, one of those, other, you know, Brago, one of those other, you know, decks that rely on the enter the battlefield effects um outside of that yeah this is kind of quirky it is interesting that they are at the end next end step so you could play this in response to a board wipe to save your creatures as well you could yeah well you're not token creatures anyway yeah i mean tokens would die either because they're exiled but yeah interesting card though i kind of like the whole the dice rolls fun with this too uh, next up, we have Lazelle. Jesus oh, names. We have Lazelle Vlackliff's Champion. Uh, it is two and a white for a three-three legendary creature, Gith Warrior. Uh, if you would be one or more, or sorry, if you would put one or more counters on a creature or planeswalker you control or on yourself, put that many plus one of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead, and then you choose a background. Yeah, so if this is your commander, you can have a background with it. So it can be white and whatever other color your background is. Um, I think it's cool that so like you could tick up your planeswalker and you're gonna get an extra one. Yep. Um, the only downside is I don't like that if you put counters on yourself, you put another one. So like if someone hits you with poison, you get double or an extra one. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how often does that come up? I mean poison's okay, using that a thing. I mean, blight steal, but like, okay, I gotta throw one more toughness in there. Die! Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) If someone gets blight steal, after dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. Outside of that, infect isn't really a deck. It's a sweet. It's a sweet card. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One more counter. Yeah, it's basically populate. Or is it? Or no? Is it similar to that? It's kind of like hardened scales or whatever it is, where you just put one more on. Except for yeah. this works for more than just one one counters. Like this would work on shield yeah, counters. Like everything. Oh yeah. This shield would counter. work on oh, planeswalker loyalty counters. This will work on you know like flying lifeline counters and stuff. This could definitely be. Well, no, because it's only one color. Um, I was gonna say like if you could do a super friends white only deck, maybe this would be a good commander. For well, you. you could you could choose a background to have a second color. 
Oh, okay. So, so you could play two color combo. Right. So you do like green so and white. You still couldn't do like all five, but yeah. right, right. You just put this in the main deck then if you were doing a five yep. color. But yeah, that's a good card otherwise for sure though. Yep, pretty good. It's only three mana for three three. Yeah, that's that's cheap. Uh, next up, we got Legion Loyalty. It's six white white for an enchantment. So this better be super good if I'm playing eight mana for it. <laughs> yeah. Creatures you control have myriad. Okay, that's good. That's not bad. Every yeah. single one of my creatures has myriad. That's really good. So if I swing it at one person, I'm swinging it all. It's really good with attack triggers. You probably want to put this in that attack triggers deck. Um, if you could cheat this out, it's even better. Yeah. Because eight mana is a lot. Eight is a you're almost. But the effect is powerful. Like it's it's like this is better than all your creatures have double strike. Oh yeah, because you're attacking everyone. Yeah, so, so it's it's better than that. Me. Yeah, if you can find a way to ramp for it or cheat it, this is this is good. But it is expensive. So, <clears throat> but God, yeah, having everything with Miri, he just wipe out everyone. Like if a, if you have a big enough board, so. Yep. Swing with all my stuff. They all attack. Yeah. Next up, we have Noble Heritage. Uh, it is one white for a legendary enchantment. That's a background. Commander creatures you own have when this creature enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control. For each opponent who does, you gain protection from that player until the next turn. Yeah, so this is one of those backgrounds you can use in partner with the choose your background in your secret in your command zone. Yep. Um, this one is kind of interesting because it's like it's like tempting everyone, hey, do you want two one ones on your creature? If you do, I'm getting protection from you. <laughs> but the downside is like if you've protection from them, you can just swing with your commander at them for commander damage unlocked. Exactly. That's so it's like are those two one ones worth it or not? It's kind of politicky. <laughs> Definitely fun. Interesting though, if you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it, you because know, it's until your next turn. So yeah. like, if, you if they don't do, turn, you know, then, so, yeah. yeah, they could be like, oh, I'm gonna buff if everyone does it. It's like okay, you can swing at each other, and because they can only attack one guy. So I yep. It's interesting though. It's a politics. It is an card. interesting kind, con- you know, politics card for sure. And next up, we got sculpted sunburst. It's three white white for a sorcery. Choose a creature you control. Then each opponent chooses a creature they control with equal or lesser power. If you choose a creature this way, exile each creature not chosen by any player this way. So this is worded really dumb, but it's basically yeah. you choose a creature you control, your opponent chooses one that's equal or lesser power, and then exile everything else. Everything else dies, or is exile. So it's yeah. uh, exile everything but one, but your best dude. Yep. And your opponent's best dude. Unless so it's stronger than yours. Wipes out a bunch of tokens, I guess. It wipes out a lot of stuff. I mean, say you yeah. have a six six, they can keep a six six, then you're equal on board. It's gonna equalize the board. Yeah, it's an equalizer for sure. Uh I mean granted I'd probably just play destroy all instead, but Yeah. That's just me. I mean there's better board wipes. <laughs> but I guess if you want another one, uh sure, you know. <laughs> it works for that. <clears throat> Uh, next up, we have White Plume Adventure. It is two white for a 3-3 orc cleric creature. 
When White Plume Adventurer enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, untap a creature you control. If you've completed a dungeon, and untap all creatures you, uh, all creatures you control instead. So most of the time, this is going to be three for a 3-3. Three, three. You untap one creature on all of your yeah. points upkeep, which is pretty good. It's not bad. If, you, if you're in a dungeon deck or you've completed a dungeon by you happen to get a, a bunch of initiative cards or something, you can, you know, untap all your dudes. So it's kind of like a mini Seagorn Muse. Yeah, that costs a lot less. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So that's a pretty sweet card. It's an orc, cool. orc cleric. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's a total D&D class right there. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Alright, next cool. up we got the Windshaper Planetar. It's four and a white for a four-four angel with flash and flying. When it enters the battlefield during the declare attacker's step, for each attacking creature, you may reselect which player or planeswalker the creature is attacking. So you flash it in when someone declare in the declare attacker's step after someone attacks. Flash it in and you reselect how they attack. That is really crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is crazy. Just be like, oh, that dude's got a big thing. I'm going to have you swing into him instead of me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, you swing all out at me with your crater hoof attack? Nope, it's going at that guy instead. Yeah, I know. You kill that person, you don't kill me. <laughs> or you kill that guy's big thing, you don't kill me. You know, something like that. Yeah. It is only good if you have another player to redirect it to, though. Yeah. Or a planeswalker have... out. Or if you have a planeswalker out. Because, like, otherwise, 1v1, if you don't have, like, a planeswalker to redirect it to or something, Uh-oh. you're just not going to do anything. Like, because, like, oh, because it says you can't yeah. choose its controller. Like, you can't attack yourself. So, because they're still attacking. You just get the right. choose yeah. your attack. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny if you could. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. That, that, this is a cool card. I like this. White's got some yeah. quirky stuff here, man. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's the end of white, right? That's white. Yep. So, so uh, white's pretty cool from what I've seen. Yeah. What's 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 your favorite white card? Um. Honestly, that one's pretty awesome. <laughs> we just looked at. Uh, and then of course the the ancient dragons just take yeah. Out. I mean, the dragon is probably one of the. The most probably powerful the best set, honestly. That or the Legion loyalty, where everything is myriad, probably yeah, the most yeah, powerful. Yeah. I mean, the, the archivist is good too, because you can yep. draw cards. Drawing but the cards. ancient gold dragon is what I'm pumped for. I love the dragons. I want all the dragons. Yeah. Dragons are fun, and it's and it's D and D, so you know, yep. to the name, <laughs> they better have good dragons. Uh, all right, so we're on to blue, which is the next dragon. So let's see what we got here. So starting off blue, we have Ancient Silver Dragon. It is six blue blue for an 8-8 Elder Dragon creature with flying. Whenever Ancient Silver Dragon uh, deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. Draw cards equal to to the result. You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. Yeah, so... Draw a shit ton. Yeah, on average, this is going to be draw 10 cards, you have no max hand size. 10-ish cards. Yeah, Yeah, 10-ish cards, you have no max hand size. Can you imagine, like, like, this, this is this, you only really need to hit him once, too. Like, so, like, you could just just sneak attack this. Just think about it. Like, if if you roll, like, the average, that's a tenth of your deck that you're drawing every time this attacks. Yeah. (laughs) 
and, and let's keep in mind, Gristle Brand was banned because it was too good. Yeah. <laughs> now we have this. The only downside is you have to do the extra players. So they could like just chump it with like a one-one. Right. Like, yeah. It's e- it's easier to uh, negate, but yeah, it's it's hilarious though. This is gonna be a shit ton of cards. Yeah. Oh, let me gosh. just let me just sneak attack this. Draw a shit ton of cards. <laughs> Give it unblockable or something, and then you yeah. just always draw. Oh god. I love these dragons. They're all super good, and they all do a roll d twenty effect. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll be fun. For sure. The only weird thing is they're not legendary, so you can't play any of these these ones as your commander. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Just but play them in the bank. I mean, they'd be fun as a commander, but I guess you know there's other you know things they can do that. So. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Displacer Kitten. It's three and a blue for a two-two cat beast. With avoidance, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, exile up to one target non-land permanent you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, flicker. It's a 2-2 two, yep. two for four. That's pretty fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good in Brago. Yep, it's really <laughs> Brago's getting a lot of stuff from this set here. Yeah, a lot of support for your Brago deck. It's going to be nice. I have to update it after this set comes out. It looks like. Uh, let's see. We have next up is Elminster's. Oh god, that word simulacrum. I never know how to pronounce simulacrum. that. <laughs> I don't know whatever the simulacrum. You know what? It, you know what it is because it's it's been in Magic before. Uh, <laughs> it's four blue blue for an instant. For each opponent, you create a token. That's a copy of up to one target creature that player controls. So six so you mana, you get one thing from every opponent. You get their best creature. You, you choose their best guys and have them all. That seems pretty decent. It's not bad. I mean, it's better than like mind control or something. Oh, yeah. Because like, mind control is like five to control one. Yeah. <laughs> this is six to control all of them. Like, well, you just have a copy. So one of each uh, of each yeah. players, at least. Not all, but yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, it's, <laughs> this is a multi-target spell. And it's an instant, too, which is pretty good. I don't think mind control is an instant, so. Oh, yeah, this is pretty good for it's an instant. Yeah. Someone attacks you, boom, I have a bunch of blockers. It's like, uh, nope. <laughs> you don't attack me, actually. Next up, we got Font of Magic. It's three and a blue, so four mana enchantment. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. All so right. If you're casting a commander, your instant sorceries keep costing less. That seems pretty good to me. It's exactly what Blue wants to do. Yeah. That's exactly what a lot of decks want to do, but yeah, Blue especially. So, um, And you know how we were talking about cheating stuff out earlier. Well, that's one way to do it. Um, next up we have Gale's Redirection. It is three blue blue for an instant. Exile target spell, then roll a d20 and add that spell's mana value. One one through 14, you may cast the exiled card for as long as it remains exiled. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. And then 15 or more, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost for as long as it remains exiled. 
Nice. So if you counter something really big, the higher chance. <laughs> he has a better chance that it's going to yeah. work. <laughs> or that you want so to like, pay oh, it. Let me, yeah. let me counter your uh, omniscience on the stack and then roll a d20 here and see if I can play it for free. Yeah. Seems <laughs> awesome. Seems and the cool. spell is exiled, so they don't even get it. Yeah, so. they don't get it either way. <laughs> like, worst case, you could pay the mana and use it. Yeah. But for it's five, better. I mean, you might as well better counter it. It's like better than counter spell, <laughs> like shit. Like, it's yeah, just it is better than counter <laughs> Uh, next up, yeah, that's a pretty good card. Uh, next up, we got Gale Waterdeep Prodigy, two and a blue for a legendary creature, human wizard. One, it's a one three. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast up to one target card of the other type from your graveyard. If a spell cast from your graveyard this way will be put into your graveyard, exile instead. And he has to choose a background, so you can have a background as a second commander with this. So if you cast an instant, you get to cast a sorcery for free from your graveyard. If you cast a sorcery, you get to cast an instant for free from your graveyard. That's pretty cool. So spell-based decks, this is oh, right. check that. It's not for free, so you have to pay the mana. You just can cast it. Oh, okay. So you like kind of flash it back for free. Yeah, you kind of can snap, snap caster mage things yeah. when you cast casting some sorcery spells. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, spell-based decks. I like that for sure. I'm interested if you can cast a sorcery as though it has flash with this effect or not. I... So, like, if, to say. if they attack you and you cast an instant, can you then cast a sorcery or not? Well, I think, like... I think you just do the opposite of what the card name is. If it says it has flash, then it's still a sorcery, technically, I would think. But you can still flash it in, right? <laughs> right, right. But what I was saying is, say I have a, a lava axe in the graveyard. Yeah. And they attack me with a 3-3, three, three, so I lightning bolt it. Can I then pay five mana and cast lava axe on their card? Oh, turn? Yeah. That's a rules question. I'm guessing you can because it's the effect that's allowing you to do it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, because in effect, because it does say because it does say then you can may cast up to one target card, so you can cast it right then. I think. Yeah, I think I think it's from the effect trigger, and the effect trigger you can do as an instance. So, I'm pretty sure you can basically flashing the sorcery, so you're able to cast it. Which is yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Illithid Harvester. It is four and blue for a 4-4 creature horror. It has an adventure on it that's called Plant Tadpoles for X blue blue. Tap X target creatures. They don't untap during their controller's uh, next untap steps. And then the Harvester itself has... uh, Uh... Creamer of oh God, Creamer or forces. Yeah, these words are killing some me. weird made up keyword. That's a keyword from D and D. I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> Creamer or Forus. When uh, Illithid Harvester enters the battlefield, turn any number of target tapped non creature, uh, non token creatures face down. There are two two horror creatures. So you put it on an adventure. You can tap a bunch of stuff. Then you play it, and you can turn them into two twos. Yep. So it's yeah, they just they become better versions basically. 
I don't know. I feel like this card is not very good because you could just play like Curse the Swine is like the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And it just does it instantly. It just turns things into the boars. Right, right. <laughs> Instead of having to play the spell and then play the thing. Yeah, this is a strange card for sure. Definitely a strange card. Oh, yeah. You, you basically, so it's like the opposite of morph. Basically, it's like you on you you morph them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You turn with them down, with, you morph them. without an ability. Is, to I guess that would be them, that would be because you, you are turning it face down. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't so have a trigger, to if turn it had it back, a morph trigger, you could flip it back up. But if it can't. does, which I feel like well, there, there's some that do, but most don't. So, yeah. The interesting In- thing is, it is it can be your own. So if you play this in a morph deck yourself. It might be all right. Right. But otherwise, I don't see myself playing this card. No, and it's it's kind of pricey. It's five for a 4-4, four, four, which is pretty mid. Like, the actual just tap creatures they don't want to tap next turn is not bad, but it's a sorcery. Yeah. If it's an instant, I'd be all over it. Oh, for sure, yeah. But sorcery speed kind of sucks because you're taking a turn off to do that. Yeah. It's, it's probably better stuff you can do with that time, for sure. Uh, next up is actually a reprint. Uh, much needed one because this card was... $20 yeah. plus. Uh, Kindred <laughs> Discovery, three blue blue for enchantment. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, you draw a card. So this yep. is staple in basically any creature tribal deck. If you're going to play it if it runs blue. I run it in my dragons. Yep. Super good draws card. Drowsy cards. Anything that draws you cards is good in Commander. I mean, in Magic in general, but... Especially here. I always want to draw cards. Um, next up, we have Robe of the Arch Magi. It is two in a blue for an artifact. That's an equipment. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you draw that many cards. It has equipped four, and then equip Shaman, Warlock, or Wizard, one. Yeah, so it's the Robe of the Arch Mages. So if you have a mage, you can equip it for only one. Yep. Otherwise, you got to pay four to put it on somebody because you got to like become a mage or something. I guess they're they're proficient with it, like <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's cool because like if you it's whenever you deal damage, you draw that many cards. So like, you swing with a five five, you're drawing five cards. Yeah, that's good. Again, so, drawing cards is good, right? <laughs> it's very good if you if you have shaman, warlock, or wizard tribal deck because you're going to pay one to equip it. Right. Yeah, this is great for a tribal. Or just have sure. a lot of those in your deck. Uh, next up, we got Shameless Charlatan. This is one in a blue for a legendary creature in background. So this is one of those backgrounds you could have in your command zone, or you could just play it. It's enchantment in the main deck. Uh, commander creatures you own have paid two in a blue. This creature becomes a copy of another creature. Interesting. Okay. So you so can you... turn your commander creatures into other creatures. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's good if you have you know something that has activated abilities, something like that. Um, yeah, I think if you're gonna play this card, you're probably gonna play something that's low mana cost in your command zone, just so you can play it. Yeah, keep turning into other things. Or if you gain control of other people's commanders, you can turn them into other things. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, in the right circumstances, this can be pretty a uh, nice utility card. I think. For sure. Uh, next up, we have Tomb of Horror Horrors Adventurer. 
It is five blue for a four four uh, elf monk creature. When Tomb of Horrors Adventure enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. When you cast your second spell each turn, copy it. If you've completed a dungeon, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets for the copies. So it's a good card and good effect. Um, Pretty solid, for sure. It's kind of creepy that he's going through the Tomb of Horrors. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? That's a hard adventure book. It's uh, not easy, for sure. <laughs> I also think it is one of the dungeons that you can venture into from the old the original D and D set. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it does cost six though for a four four. It does, but copying spells is good, so probably worth it. It's probably worth it if you have the right deck for it, for sure. Uh, next up, we got another Volo here, so a new Volo, oh, yeah. Volo. Uh, the Scholar, something Scholar, I'm just going to say Volo the Scholar. A two and a blue for a 2-3 legendary creature human wizard. When Volo enters the battlefield, create Volo's Journal of Legendary Colors Artifact Token with Hexproof, and whenever you cast a creature spell, note one of its creature types that hasn't been noted for this artifact. And it has pay two tap, draw a card for each creature type noted for target permanent you control, named the Volo's Journal. So I'm pretty, pretty sure the other Volo also can make journal stuff. So you could have two journals out and draw multiple cards. Like a shitload Sounds of cards if you combine <laughs> the background. So that's pretty Very cool. interesting, yeah. Uh, interesting way to draw cards, for sure. So basically, instead of playing you know a tribal deck where all your stuff shares a creature type, you're trying to play a tribal deck where nothing shares a creature type. Yeah, you just want to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have Wizards of Fae. Uh, it is three blue for a 3-3 three, three human wizard creature. It has myriad. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one last to cast. You may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. This is nice. pretty good. That's a sick card, so you, man. You swing with this, you're going to get copies. So then in your after you declare attackers, you got everything costs three less. And you can cast yep. sorceries of an instant. So you're going to attack and then like, cast something. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So during combat, you can <laughs> you can really cheat some stuff out. So that's what I'm seeing here. Yep. I mean, wouldn't you play Lava X for two mana during combat? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, and they have flash, so you less. can. It's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, that's a sick card. So uh, uh, that's blue. blue. Uh, blues. I think white was better, but blue's got some good stuff. I Obviously. really, I really like the Kindred Discovery reprint. That's much needed. Yeah, that's really that. That's really good. The dragon, of course, is really good. Yeah, the dragon is sweet. I kind of like that robe of the magi. The, so. Yeah, the robe is really good. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff here, though, for sure. All right. So moving on to black. Yeah, my uh, favorite color, black. Yes, your color. All right, so first one up is Altar of Ball. It's uh, one in a black for an artifact. Uh, and it has an adventure on it. So the adventure is Bone Offering for two in a black. It's a sorcery adventure. Create a tapped 4-1 black skeleton creature token with menace. So that's not too bad. Then the that's artifact itself, you know, like I said, it's one in a black. And it's an artifact with pay two in a black tap it, exile a creature you control, 
Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. So you're exiling okay. one of your creatures to get something else back. So if you do the offering, you can go ahead and get rid of the skeleton right away and just right get something back. Honestly, the, the skeleton token itself isn't bad. That's decently statted. Yeah. Um, if you have eight mana, you could do this all in one turn because it's an artifact. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a way to get your Kakusha back or something like that for playing that deck. Yeah, but I got easier ways to do it than pay eight mana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an okay card. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best, but there's better ones, obviously. But it's pretty cool, though. Uh, next up, we have the Ancient Brass Dragon. It is five black black for a 7-6 Elder Dragon creature with flying. Whenever Ancient Brass Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. When you do, put any number of target creature cards with total mana value X or less from your graveyards onto the battlefield under your control, where X is the result. And it's from, from any graveyard. This is from graveyards. Yes, from graveyards. So if, even if you do roll a one, someone's got to have a one drop you can get. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but if you average 10, hey, it's pretty good. You're going to get at least one, maybe two things. Two yeah, you probably got to get a lot of things, yeah. It's a pretty sweet card. All these dragons are awesome. Yeah. That's that's and of course this this would be the black one, <laughs> very much the black uh, color profile here. All right, so next we got Asterion's Thirst. It's three and a black for an instant exile target creature. Put X one one counters on a commander creature you control, where X is the power of the exiled creature. It's pretty good. Bad, yeah. I mean, black is kind of short on just exiling creatures. Usually it's just yeah. destroy. So you can exile for four. That's good. And if you have your commander out, you can get a bunch of some one ones on it. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a nice little bonus for sure. It does cost four, which is a little higher for an exile card or, you know, spot removal card. But it is an instant and it does give you like rewards. So not bad for sure. It's not bad. Not great. Not bad. I could see yeah. it played, especially if you're playing like a 1-1 one, one counter stack or something. Oh, yeah. This is in the right deck. It's totally playable for sure. Uh, next up, we have Blood Money. It is, oh, Jesus. Five black black for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures for each non-token creature destroyed this way. You create a tapped creature token. Treasure token. Or, or Sorry. Yes. Tap treasure token. My bad. So um, this is kind of like de- makes it a little more worth it then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like Decree of Pain where like you blow everything up and draw a boatload of cards. Right. But instead you're blowing everything up and then making a bunch of mana. But the physical yeah, tokens so- are, are tapped, so you can't use them that turn. You have to wait till your next round. Yeah. But it's like so you're taking your turn off to blow everything up, and then you're gonna have a boatload of mana to rebuild your board faster than your opponents. So yeah, theoretically you could actually come out higher in mana than you have to pay to pay this so that's right if you blow up more than seven things it's basically a free yeah. card it's like you net mana yep. <laughs> as long as your treasure tokens don't get blown up it's a pretty good card i'd play it especially yeah. if you're in like a mono black deck or something where you have cabal coffers to ramp into it i mean and especially if you have like you know you have a bunch of people with crazy boards well there you go yep. it kind of sucks it doesn't count tokens so if someone plays a boatload of tokens you don't keep treasures yeah. for them, but... 
All right, next up is Call to the Void. It's four and a black for a sorcery. Each player secretly chooses a creature they control and a creature they don't control. Then those choices are revealed. Destroy each creature chosen this way. Interesting. So everybody choose a creature secretly. Choose a creature. <laughs> and then everything that was chosen was blown up. <laughs> it's interesting because like you have to choose one of yours and something you don't control. So you're gonna choose yeah. the best thing you don't control, obviously. But right, you, yeah. but it's like, do you choose the best thing you control, assuming your opponents are gonna do that, or do you choose your worst thing? Right. But then you might yeah. lose multiple things. <laughs> it's a gamble, man. You never know. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. Definitely a fun <laughs> card. I don't know how good it's gonna be, but yeah. If you want like one of those, because like, like everyone could choose the same that. threat, and so like. Realistically, you could blow up one, two, three. So it'd be one, two, three, four, four things minimum, right? Yeah, at least. So that's not bad, I guess. Four, so four not things. bad, but it can totally Even if it work. was like the four worst things and one good thing. Right. It's not that bad. No. Interesting card, though, for sure. Uh, next up, we have Cultist of the Absolute. It costs one black for a legendary enchantment that's a background. Commander creatures you can uh, yeah, commander creatures you own get plus three plus three and have flying death touch ward. Pay three life, and at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. This Damn. seems very cool for one that's mana in your command zone. Basically, just <laughs> give your commander flying death touch three three ward. Pay three life. But then you have to have an upkeep of sack a thing, or else you can have to eventually sack a commander. Right. Yeah. But um, I mean, like this, and if you just have like Bitter Blossom or something to keep sacking to this. Yep. Like any commander is going to be awesome with three three flying death touch. Oh hell yeah! And ward three. <laughs> yeah, ward three life. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you're not going to want to target it. It's pretty good. Yep. No, that's that's this is a I'd say this is the best background so far. I think it is, yeah, definitely the best background so far. That's, that's pretty sick. Uh, next up, we got the Elder Brain. It's five black black for a 6-6 six, six horror with Menace. Whenever Elder Brain attacks a player, exile all cards from that player's hand. Then they draw that many cards. You may play lands and cast spells from among the exiled cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So you attack somebody... You get their current hand, they draw a new hand, and you can cast mm-hmm. that stuff. Nice. It's okay. It's okay. Not, not bad. It That's does cost a lot. But yeah. Menace is nice too, though, for sure. Uh, next up, we have Packed Weapon. It is three and a black for an artifact that's an equipment. As long as Packed Weapon is attached to a creature, you don't lose the game or, uh, for having zero or less life. Whenever Equipped Creature attacks, draw a card and reveal it. The creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, and you lose X life, or X is that card's mana value. Uh, equip, to dis- or equip, discard a card. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a sweet uh, equipment here. Yeah. Um, can't lose the game. You draw a card, reveal it, and it's XX, you lose X. So you're basically drawing a card. Right. It's a pretty cool artifact. 
Well, you can't lose the game for having zero life or less. Right. You can't but, lose the game in other ways, like with poison or something like that. But I mean, they could just blow up your creature and you lose. Yeah, then you would lose. <laughs> Which is very easy to do. But it's yeah, if basically you're going to use it for the draw card effect. Yep. All right, back to because I think you skipped a couple of years. So back to Eldritch oh, Pact. Really? <laughs> Six in a black for a sorcery. Target player draws X cards and loses X life, or X is the number of cards in their graveyard. So that seems awesome. You could either kill, yeah. used to kill somebody if they have a big graveyard or yeah totally if you're no. doing mill or something like that this is sick late game if you're self mill or something you can just be like i'm gonna draw 15 cards yeah <laughs> sure yeah costs a lot but yeah this is a win con honestly in the right scenario so rightfully so <laughs> that's why I actually skipped a couple because this also had a brain on the picture. So yeah, yeah, I, I was doing Elder the Brain and Intellect Devourer. Yeah, they're both brains. Uh, <laughs> um, so this was the Intellect Devourer. It is three and a black for a two four uh, horror creature. Uh, it has Devour Intellect. When Intellect Devourer enters the battlefield, it should, each opponent exiles a card from their hand until Intellect Devourer leaves the battlefield. And then it has Body Thief. You may play lands and cast spells from among cards exiled with Intellect Devourer. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So this is, to me, better than the Elder Brain because it only costs four. Yeah. And you're getting and one is- card from each opponent. This seems like a royal pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Very cheap, honestly, for what it does. So, uh, so the next up, we got Ravenloft Adventurer. It's three and a black for a three, four. Human Rogue Assassin. When it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. If a creature an opponent controls would die, instead, eggs out and put a hit counter on it. Whenever it attacks, if you've completed a dungeon, defending player loses one life for each card they own in exile with a hit counter on it. So this combos with that card in the last set that put uh, hit counters on it. On stuff, it was a commander that did that. So now if you have this, you can have extra cards with hit counters and just make them lose a bunch of life. For it. <laughs> Sorry, the roommate's smoking out the smoking out the kitchen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> no, I think you're, the fire alarm's way down the hall. We're fine. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Instead, I just want to put a hit counter on uh, if you've completed a dungeon. Okay. This is pretty cool for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. It definitely combos with that uh, mercenary rogue hit counter guy from the last, from the last, from Streets of New Capano. Right, yeah. Just put those together and you're good to go. Um, okay, we got one more. Uh, last card for black is Shadowheart Dark Justicar. It is three and a black for a 3-4 legendary creature that's a human elf cleric. It, uh, you can pay one and a black and tap it to sacrifice another creature. Draw X cards, or X is that creature's power, and then you can choose a background. That's pretty good. Pretty sick, man. If there's a green background, you can play them as your uh, green-black elves commander. Yeah, this this would work really well for that. 
So yeah, like uh, death right in there or something. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Black? Um, Black has some cool stuff. Um, the brains are pretty sick. Uh, the blood money is kind of cool. It is does cost a lot, but it can, you know, theoretically be free. So that's a pretty sick thing too. Yeah, I think the background is sweet and the dragon and the blood. Oh money yeah, the uh, the background for sure is the best one. So. Super yeah, Black's cool. got some good stuff. All right, uh, moving on to red here. We got Ancient Copper Dragons. This is the Red Elder Dragon. It's uh, four red red, so six mana for a 6-5 Elder Dragon with flying. Whenever Copper Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. You create treasure tokens equal to the result. Treasure. Lots of treasure. So that's... As good, if not better, than Old Knobbone. It's Old Knobbone, it swings. You get treasure tokens equal to the total damage, and this <laughs> just get at least 10. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> seems very good. <laughs> seems very good. Let me just attack and get, you know, 10 mana. Just get a shit ton of mana. I, I can just, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, playing this with like blue, I'll just play Omniscience for free. Whatever. Even if you're playing just red, mono red treasures <laughs> or something, you're like, all right, play the, if you have 20 more artifacts, you win the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah, this, this is fun. These dragons are awesome. That's a cool dragon. All right, next up we have Balor. It is three red red for a 5-5 five, five demon creature with flying. Whenever Balor attacks or, attacks or dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. Target opponent draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Target opponent sacrifices a non-token uh, artifact. Or Balor deals damage to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hands. Well, it sounds like a dick. It's a it sounds like a very dick move. Also, an enemy in D and D that you can fight. The demons mm-hmm. that come up and attack. Right. Um, it's pretty interesting because you can. I mean, you yeah. can only hit all three if you have three opponents at the time. Yep. But, I love how it says one or more. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, so you can no always. Limit. Yeah. Your limit is the opponents you have. Right. Right. So you can always you can always do at least one, which is good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. A fun uh, I card. think the second artifact and deal damage of cards in their hand probably be chosen most often. Oh yeah. Um, but if someone has like no cards in their hand, you're like, all right, draw three, discard three. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oops, mill. Oops, all <laughs> mill. Or if you like bounce something super good, like okay, you have a chance. Yeah. High chance that you ain't gonna have it no more. Yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. I like this card a lot. It's good flavor. Yep. Definitely. Uh, next up, we got the Caves of Chaos Adventure. It's three and a red for a 5-3 human barbarian with trample. When it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. And then when it attacks, you exile the top card of your library. If you've completed a dungeon, you may play that card this turn without paying its mana cost. Otherwise, you may play that card. Interesting. So impulsive card draw, and if you complete a dungeon, you cast it for free. Cast it for free. Free impulsive card draw is very good. And there's a lot of red decks that like to do that. So definitely fits the theme. And honestly, not too expensive to cast. Like four is a pretty nice CMC or mana cost. So, yeah, and it's a five three trampler, so 
Yeah. It's well statted. Not too expensive. Seems like a good card. Very red. <laughs> Very red. <clears throat> All right. Next up, we have Des- Descent into Avernus. Uh, it is an enchantment uh, that is two and a red to cast. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two Descent counters onto Descent into Avernus. Then each player creates X treasure tokens, and Descent into Avernus deals X damage to each player, where X is the number of Descent counters on Descent into Avernus. So it's going to create... Everyone creates two treasure tokens and takes two. Yep. Then everyone's going to create four treasure tokens and take four. Then six. Then eight. And you're going to keep counting up by two. Eventually they're going to die. Eventually (laughs) they're going to die. At least you get access to the treasure first before your opponents. You do, yes. Um, It does combo with that last treasure guy. It's like whenever your opponents get treasure, you get treasure or something. Yep, yep. Um, That's definitely a good combo to play with this. Otherwise, um, I don't know how much you're going to play it unless you play, like, Sulfuric Vortex in your deck. When you right. If, if you're, like, the kind of, like, your gutter snipe or something like that where you're just pinging everybody off, this would fit with that for sure. Um, definitely in, like, a late-game scenario, this will probably kill multiple people pretty quickly. Uh, next up, we got the El Turiel Survivors. Three in a red for a 0-4 Typhling Peasant. Uh, it has Trample and Myriad, and as long as it's, as it's attacking, it's plus X plus O, where X is the number of lands defending player oh, controls. Oh, God. <laughs> so you attack, and you got one attacking everybody, and its power is equal to their lands. Uh, so for some people, this is going to almost kill them. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, especially if it's later in the game. Even if it's turn four, it's like, okay, you got a 4-4 four, four swing with everybody. Yeah, 5-5, five, five, five. someone ran. 5-5, five, five. If it's green, it might be six or seven if they ramp a bunch. Like, yeah, like this is this is pretty fun. I like this. I think it's good. Yeah. Totally playable for sure. And again, you know, it's anything with myriads is very good and Yeah, that's uh that that could be uh deal a lot of damage for sure. Lots of damage. All right, next up we got uh, Fearbulg Flutist. Uh, It is four red red for a 4-4 creature that's a giant bard. Um, And he has captivating performance. When Fearbulg Flutist enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature you don't control until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste and myriad until end of turn. Yeah, so it's a threat and effect, but you get to hit everybody with it because you're going to have a bunch of copies. Lots of copies. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty sick card. It does cost six, which yeah, is a little higher. Downside. Yeah. But this, this is pretty good otherwise. It's also good if you can like, flicker it. Oh, yeah. It's really good if you can that. flicker it. Uh, next up, we got... Carlatch, Fury of Avernus, four and a red for a 5-4 legendary creature, Typhling Barbarian. Whenever you attack, if it's the first combat phase of the turn, untap all attacking creatures. They gain first strike until end of turn. After this, there's an additional combat phase. And it has to choose a background. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. Extra attack, extra attack, and your first one, they want first strike. Extra attack phase is always good. 
That's uh, usually any and th- any creature based deck that's especially red. Um, you generally are going to be swinging for a bunch. So definitely seems good. Sweet card. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Popular Entertainer. Uh, it is one in a red for a legendary enchantment that's a background. Commander creatures you own have whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, goad target creature that player controls. So outside of a dedicated goad deck, I don't see myself playing this. Yeah. It's not really something that you... Um, that you play often. Goat's just one of those things that I don't know. I don't use that very often. Yeah, I just don't care for the mechanic. I mean, there is a fun deck. Some people like it. I mean, there's a yeah. deck around it now. Support yep. for it. So far, though, I think the, the I think the black background's the best. Oh yeah, still. Uh, next up, we got Storm King's Thunder. X, red, red, red. So three reds and X for an instant. When you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell X times. You may choose new targets for the copies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is just good because you, know, you just pay That's four, awesome. it's copy it once. Pay five, it's twice, six, three yep. times. It's pretty sweet. That's sick. And it's named after like a D&D book, so... Cool. Oh, okay. It's an adventure, Storm King's Thunder adventure book. Next up, we have Wand of Wonder. It is three and a red for an artifact. Uh, it has pay four and tap it. Roll a d20. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they uh, exile an instant or sorcery card. Then shuffles the rest into their library. You may cast up to X instant and or sorcery spells from among cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Uh, so for the D20, 1 through 9, X is 1. 10 through 19, X is 2. And if you crit, X is 3. So no matter what, you're going to be able to cast the best one. The top you're, yeah, you're always casting whatever the best one you find. Um, it's just how many. Possibly you cast 2, or if you crit, you get all 3. Yep. It's pretty sweet. And you can't yeah, miss on it because there has to be an instant sorcery, so you'll get something. Yeah, you you will get something for sure. Like, worst case, you hit, like, three land fetches, but you're like, whatever, I get three lands. Yeah. Like, or one land, like, whatever. Still good. Still fine. You can activate it again <laughs> next turn. Yeah. <laughs> I like this card. It seems like a cool card. Yeah, it's pretty sick, honestly. Uh, next up, we got the Wrathful Red Dragon. It's three red red for a 5-5 five, five dragon with flying. Whenever a dragon controls dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target that isn't a dragon. Oh, this is for your deck. <laughs> yeah, this is a dragon tribal. This is heavy uh, deck dragon. that you you stick in. It protects your dragons because if they deal damage to it, you're just gonna ping off other shit. <laughs> like, oh, you block my six six with a seven seven. Okay, well then I do seven damage to the shit. Well, it's dead. So, yeah. or you want to okay. trade off? Okay, I'll deal six damage to something else too. So I'll take out two mm-hmm. things for your one yeah it's a sweet dragon it's a good card man i love it uh next up we have oh my gosh come on 
I'll just read it on the page. Uh, Will Blade of Frontiers. It is one and red for a 1-1 legendary creature that's a human warlock. If you would roll one or more dice, instead roll that many dice plus one and ignore the lower roll. Whenever you roll one or more dice, put a plus one plus one counter on Will Blade of Frontiers. Choose a background. So you get advantage on your dice rolls. <laughs> yeah, you get advantage on your dice rolls, and it gets bigger whenever you roll dice. And we finally have a dice rolling commander that's pretty good. Like, like hopefully there's a background that yeah. can pair with it. Hopefully there's oh, enough support because I really want hopefully. to make a dice rolling. Pack. Well, there's plenty of cards like from the past that do deal with dice rolling, so this would be fun to kind of maybe build a deck around that. Yeah, because before it was either I think it was like red, green, or blue, red. You could do. And it's like I wanted to do something that was all three colors to be able to put all the roller, good rolling right. cards in there. But so hopefully now more red and green have more, and you can just do red green. Yeah, that's a cool card. I like that. Uh, last red card we got Wilds Reversal. Two and a red for an instant. Choose target instant or choose target spell or ability with one or more targets. Roll a d twenty, and add the greatest power among creatures you control. 1 through 14, you may choose new targets with spell or ability. 15 plus, you choose new targets with the spell or ability, then copy it and choose new targets with a copy. So it's like a redirect no matter what. And if you if it's you roll really good, you can redirect and then copy it in, on something else. Sick. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do we think about red? Um... Red's pretty fun, honestly. There's a lot going on here. Got uh, some dragon support, it looks like. Got some dice rolling support. Uh, I got some spell casting support. I think red might be one of the strongest colors so far, because there's probably about seven of these cards I actually want to play in my deck. I'd I'd play Reversal. I'd play Will in a dice rolling deck. I'd play the Wrath, full red dragon for sure. Wanda Ronder, Storm King's Thunder... Balor uh, sick. Balor and the ancient dragon. Yeah. yeah, this is red. Is honestly might be the strongest color. Yeah, red is sick. Like this, this is awesome. It's a lot going on here. All right, so moving on to green. Um, so the first card we have the ancient bronze dragon. It is five green green for a seven seven elder dragon creature with flying. Whenever Ancient Bronze Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. When you do, put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on each of up to two target creatures where X is the result. So that's good. Probably not that's as good pretty- as the other ones, but it's still yeah. like, if you roll a 10, that's, you get plus 10 plus 10 on two creatures. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to be so, pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, They're going to they're gonna be forced to, to deal with your board, basically, if you, if you hit a decent number. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you crit, then you can basically kill somebody if they don't have anything in play. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah, that's fun. Uh, next up, we got the Barroom Brawl, which is one in a green for a sorcery. Target creature you control fights. Target creature the opponent to your left controls. Then that player may copy the spell and choose new targets for the copy. <laughs> that's awesome. Basically, it goes around. It's a brawl, right? So like, <laughs> it goes around well, the table. Fight your thing, and then they can fight something there. And then they can fight something. And then it goes around the table. It's a big brawl, and you can keep copying. So like, until someone chooses not to copy, 
Yeah, this can go on forever until you run out of creatures. Uh, yeah, big brawl room, bar room brawl. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Uh, next up, we have Bramble Sovereign. This is a, a reprint, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> it is two green green for a 4-4 four, four Dryad creature. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, you may pay one and a green. If you do, that creature's controller creates a token that's a copy of that creature. Good card. Great card, for sure. Uh, next up, we got the Earthquake Dragon. It's 14 and a green. 15 mana for an <laughs> elemental tree dragon creature. It's a 10-10. And this spell costs X less the cast, where X is the total mana value of dragons you could draw. It has flying and trample, and has paid two and a green, sacrifice a land, return them from your graveyard to your hand. Oh my god. Okay, multicolored dragons, hello? <laughs> yeah, and Ur-Dragon, if you have like Ur-Dragon up, this is going to cost like just Ur-Dragon. Does it cost like five? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For a 10-10 flying trample. So this like, is very easily cheated in. Like if you have two, if you have two like five, six cost dragons out. Like yeah. that's going to be like, it's 12. That means it costs like three mana for a 10-10. Like you, you theoretically can play this for one, basically. Yeah, you in could probably right play scenario. this. In the right scenario, you could play this for one green. Like, you can always get it back, too. Jesus Christ, this card. The card is not so not so bad. Nuts card. <laughs> uh, next up we have Jahiria, Friend of the Forest. It is two and a green for a two three legendary creature, human elf druid. Tokens you control have tap and a mana, or sorry, add a green mana. Choose a background. So you just turn your shit into mana dorks. Yeah, so the choose a background, whatever, if you want to play this commander. But this is great, like in your wrist deck, all your tokens oh, yeah. can tap for mana. It's like <laughs> this the, is really cool. It's like the mana whiff on a, on a creature. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, I would love all my creatures to tap for something. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, next up, we got Jahira's Respite. It's four and a green for an instant. Search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Prevent all combat damage to be dealt this turn. Okay. <laughs> so it's a five mana fog, and then I'm going to get a frick ton of lands. Oh my. How many creatures you swung at me with? That's the most green thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, oh, swing at me with your crater hoof thing, and then I'll get 15 lands in the battlefield. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, the only downside is it has to be basic. They lands. are basic, yeah. So this can't, it's a lot not of people play duels, so. Yeah. But. I mean, you could probably search for most of your basics in your deck, honestly. Yeah, if you time right. it right, you could probably uh, get most of your basics out of your deck. I mean, that's the reason why I play at least 10 in most of my commander decks. So I'm able to search for basic lands if I need to. Yeah, it depends <laughs> for me. Uh, my like five-color deck, I think I only play like one or two of each basic. But it's still yeah. like, you know, eight to ten or five to ten. So Right, right. All right. Next up, we have Majestic Genesis. It is six green green for a sorcery. Reveal the top X cards of your library where X is the greatest mana value of a commander you own on the battlefield or in the command zone. You may put any number of permanent cards from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. 
Uh, so if you have a really high costing commander, this is fantastic. Yep. High so costing. Again, Ur Dragon, fill up nine cards. Yep. <laughs> put nine things into play, up to nine. <laughs> like I played a map deck. I don't know why but, you wouldn't. Do I mean, realistically, it's... though, because it because it costs eight mana, you'd want your commander to cost at least eight. Yeah, so. you want to get your your value out of it for sure. Um, this is definitely for like a high value, high reward deck. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Monster Manual. It's three and a green for an artifact. With pay one and a green, you may tap it. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. So it's like Elvish Piper on a. Yep. Artifact. But then it also has an adventure, Zoological Study. Two and a green for a sorcery adventure. Mill five cards, return a creature card milled this way to your hand. Nice. So you're going to mill five, hoping for a creature, put it in your hand, and then you can play the monster manual that lets you play stuff. So this is another great card for a high value, high reward deck. Um, so, uh, yeah. As I've said in the past, uh, in other podcasts, Green loves to do this, and this fits the bill pretty good, I would think. Yep, cheat a bunch of stuff into play. Cheat into play, find it and cheat it. You got it right there in one card. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right, next up we have Owl Bear Cub. It is two and a green for a 3-3 three, three bird bear creature. Um, and then it has Mamas coming on it. Whenever Allbear Cub attacks a player who controls eight or more lands, look at the top eight cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking that player. Put the rest of the uh, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Okay, this is freaking awesome. This is a sick card. <laughs> if someone has eight or more lands and you swing with it. Your bird bear is going to get something huge and attack with it. Tapped and attacking, baby. <laughs> That's good. That's super That is awesome. I like this yep. card. I like I, the last like three green cards are fantastic. Yeah. Green's got some killers here. Super good so far. I'd probably play every card we've talked about so far. Yep, for sure. And the right kind of deck, it's it, it would work. Uh, next up, I got Raised by Giants. It's five and a green for a legendary champion background. This is another background. Commander creatures you own have base power and toughness 10-10 and are giants in addition to the other types. Well, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, so this, is, this one and the black one are the best two then. Right? The yeah, oh, totally. I mean, make your thing a 10 Yeah, nine. just make my thing hard to deal with. Yeah, it's like you're in risk. This could be a 10-10. Yeah, everyone loves a fucking kill risk. <laughs> yeah, or if you played in Jahira, which has choose a background, your 2-3 yep. is now a 10-10. For three mana. I mean, I guess you have to play this for six as well. But it does cost a bit. But I mean, eh, might know. be better. It might be better if you could just cheat the enchantment out and play it in the main deck. But yeah, I mean, and there's always ways to do that, especially in green. Uh, next up, we have Traverse the Outlands. It is four and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Put those cards on the battlefield tap, then shuffle. So the fact that this costs five mana kind of sucks. Yeah. Because, like, by the time you're playing this for five, on turn four, say you played, like, a four-four, you're only going to get, like, four lands. Like, 
And like you, if you already have five, four or five lands, you probably don't even need to play this. Exactly. This is a little pricey for. I mean, so unless unless you're like ramping into it and you're playing like the high power, low toughness deck, where like you know you play like the seven six for three mana or whatever, or seven three the rotting Regisaur, and then search for seven lands or something. But... Yeah, generally, if you're paying this much to ramp that much, you're in a, probably in a good place anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, unless you just need the shit ton of landfall triggers to win the game or I mean, something. But. Yeah, maybe. It, it, yeah, it's good for landfall for sure. Uh, next up, we got Under Mountain Adventure. It's three and a green for a three-four giant warrior with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative, and it has tap add two greens. If you've completed a dungeon, add six greens instead. That's a lot of mana. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, so think of it this way, four for a three, four, add two with Vigilance. It's pretty good. Yep. And if you can add six with it, it's a nuts open Anzo. Yeah. And that uh, way so, you're, able to, you're able to attack and add mana, too. Because so green, green has to be the best color here, right? Like, I yeah, play every single one of these cards except for maybe Traverse Battlelands. Yeah, Traverse Battlelands is kind of meh. But, yeah, the other ones are pretty good, man. And, and it all, it all fits... Cards. It all fits the green like spectrum, like what they what green wants to do so well. Like, yeah, I, it's like I, very I really good. want the dragon just because I want all the dragons and the earthquake yeah. dragon is not so bonanza. In That's a, dragon a deck. bonkers card. And the like, owl bear oh cub, God. the owl bear cub. I'm feeling like putting that in my my Carador deck just because, like, if I happen to draw a late game, it's freaking bonanza. If I draw yeah. an early game, it's whatever. It's a three three for three. Right, it's exactly. Trump walker, but. Yeah, but, uh, green, green is probably the best, honestly, which does not happen very often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, in recent sets, it hasn't happened often, but green in yeah. general is a strong green, color. Yeah, it's... Everything. <laughs> that, was, that was sick. All right, All right we uh, are moving on here to the multi-colored cards. Yep. First off, we have uh, we have our first Planeswalker I think we've had in the whole thing. So uh, we have Elminster. He is three white blue for a legendary Planeswalker named Elminster with uh, five uh, loyalty counters to start. He also has a constant of whenever you scry the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn, cost X less to cast, where X is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. Uh, and then he has plus two, draw a card, then scry two, and then he has minus three, exile the top card of your library, create number of one, one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to that card's mana value. And then Elminster can also be your commander. Yeah, we finally have a sweet planeswalker that can be a scry baby commander deck. Yeah, this is. I thought about making deck. a deck where you just want to scry and that's it, and now you finally have a reason to do it. So you just keep scrying and then play big assets and sorceries for cheap. Yeah, this <laughs> this is awesome. This is a really good card. Yeah, he's cool. I definitely want him as a commander. Probably yeah, he'd be guy. he'd be a fun commander for sure. Next up, we have the Council of Four. It's three white and a blue for a zero eight legendary creature human noble. Whenever a player draws their second card during their turn, you draw a card. Whenever a player casts their second spell during their turn, you make a two two white knight creature token. 
Huh. Okay. So this is this is good with like Howling Nine. Oh yeah. Draw two cards. Everyone has to draw two cards. <laughs> yeah. You can just like group hug, make a bunch of tokens, or like Howling Mine. This this is kind of cool. Yeah, this is great for group hug for sure. And other decks too, but that deck yeah. Like, I that, mean, white, that, blue already has enough draw cards. Like if it was mono white, you would play it because like you need the card draw. But like, yeah, for sure. Although, you know, it's kind of a cool card though. Yeah, it's a cool card. Uh, next up, we got Captain Gatherud in Gathrod. Uh, he is three blue black for a three six legendary horror pirate creature. Horrors you control have menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. At the beginning of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card in an opponent's graveyard that was put there from their library this turn. Put it onto the battlefield under your control. So horror tribal. Horror tribal. And this guy, I'm pretty sure, is the boss guy in that uh, one with the pirates. Pirate D and D set. Oh yeah, the uh, on the boat. I can't remember what it's called. I forgot, I forgot the name of it. But yeah, no, it's like the the sands or the isles or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's sick. That's a cool card for sure. Because like, oh, attack with some horrors, make the mill, and then at the end step you get to bring shit back. So yeah, that's a cool commander deck. Uh, there we go. Yeah, cool tribal for sure. Uh, next up, we got John Ironus, the Shattered One. Two blue-black, a 3-3 three, three legendary creature elf wizard. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Put two 1-1 one, one counters on it, tap it, and it's goaded for the rest of the game. It gains this creature can't be sacrificed. Whenever a creature you own but don't control attacks, you draw a card. So you're going to gift people your creatures and then make them attack people other than you and draw cards. So it's kind of like a strange twist on like Zedru. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, that's an interesting concept for sure. The whole gifting thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have yet another Planeswalker. We have Tasha the Witch Queen. Uh, she is three blue-black for a legendary planeswalker named Tasha. She enters the battlefield with four loyalty counters. She has a constant ability of whenever you cast a spell you don't own, create a 3-3 three, three black demon creature token. And then she has plus one draw a card for each opponent, exile up to one target incident or sorcery card from that player's graveyard, and put a page counter on it. And then she has minus three. You may cast a spell from among cards in exile with page counters on them without paying its mana cost. She could also be your commander. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one downside is it's, it's not, not part red, so you can't combo it with uh, uh, what's the, like a tolly and stuff like that where yeah. you can get cards on top of the deck. But I'm sure right. there's, there's blue and black ways to do that too. Blue especially has ways to like fate seal and stuff. Uh, like Jace, for example. Um, so it's definitely playable for sure. This and, and Black totally has that too. I would think. I can't think of any of that on my head. Yeah, I mean the the minds do that. The yeah, brains. Yeah, yeah, the brains do that. That's right. That's another cool deck too. I like. There's some cool decks you could build. Yeah, out of this. some fun building blocks. Uh, next up, we got Raphael, the fiendish savior. Three black and a red. 
for four four legendary creature devil noble. Other demons, devils, imps, and typhlings you control get plus one plus one of lifeline. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature card was put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, create a one one devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. So you've got a devil commander, or you can play it as a demon commander, imps, typhlings. You just play like underworld deck. <laughs> yeah, just full on un- underworld. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, those kind of vengeful kind of decks. I, I kind of, I kind of vibe with that. <laughs> I like being vengeful in Magic every now and then. So, yep. Yeah, I, I like that. That can be fun for sure. Uh, next up, we have Faldorn Dread Wolf Herald. Uh, one red and a green for a 3-3 legendary human druid creature. Whenever you cast a spell from exile or a land enters the battlefield under your control from exile, create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. Uh, you can tap a mana and, or a colorless mana and tap it, discard a card, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. So this is a impulse draw deck commander because you just want to yeah. imp, keep impulse drawing and making 2-2s or landfall make a bunch to do or land from exile never mind so yeah it's yeah. just impulse draw commander yeah it's kind of cool so i was trying to think is there any other ways you can do that i mean there's gotta be some cards out there that like synergize with this well there's a lot of impulse draw cards yeah there's a there's definitely impulse draw cards i was just thinking if there's other ways to play stuff from exile like there's um, some cards- i mean like there's the things like exile the top x cards of your love someone's library and cast it for free. That would work. Right, yeah. Shit like that. So. Yeah, that's interesting though, for sure. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got Minsk and Boo, the Timeless Heroes. Two red, green for a Planeswalker Minsk. Uh, comes in with three loyalty counters. And when Minsk and Boo enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo, a legendary... 1-1 one, one red hamster creature token with trample and haste. It has plus one. Put three 1-1 one, one counters on up to one target creature with trample or haste. And minus two sacrifice a creature when you do. Minskin Boo deals X damage to any target or X is that creature's power. If the sacrifice creature was a hamster, you draw X cards. And Minskin Boo timeless heroes could be your commander. So basically you want to keep making Minsk the hamster or boo the hamster, I mean, and uh, power them up and sacrifice them to deal damage to stuff and draw a bunch of cards. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, concept for sure. So it feels like a pretty good Voltron commander for yeah. green, green, red. Yeah, and those are definitely the colors that can do that too. Green, red is mean, real good. You could, you could also just play it as like Trample or Haste Tribal deck too. Yep. That's also very easy to do. <laughs> Next up, we got uh, Raga Draga, Gorgut's Boss. <laughs> it's uh, two red-green for a 4-4 legendary creature, Human Boar. Each creature you control with a mana ability gets plus two, plus two. Whenever a creature you control with a mana ability attacks, untap it. Whenever you cast a spell, uh, if at least seven mana was spent to cast it, untap target creature. It gets plus one, plus seven, and gains trample until end of turn. So this, this is, is this is freaking awesome. <laughs> Cast all the stuff. 
Well, so I think this is freaking awesome because this is the first commander I've seen where you could build mana dark tribal. Yep. Because every single one of your mana darks is going to get plus two, plus two. And if you attack with it, it untaps. So basically it's vigilance. Yep. So you're able to still so you're use able it. To attack with your mana darks and still use it for mana. And then if you tap your mana darks for a big thing, give something plus seven, plus seven tribal. Yep. That's just cool. It's, it's a sick card. I love this. It's a sweet card. I think this is a deck I would consider building. <laughs> yeah, this, this could be fun. And, you know, high, again, high cost, high value, you know, high cost, high reward decks are fun to play. You know, those are yeah. just fun magic decks. Especially and I totally, I told you if I built the deck, would probably not even lean on the last part. I would just do Man of Dark Tribal and be like, yeah. I want to play Birds of Paradise, Land of War Elves, Arch, yeah. you know, Arch Druid, all that shit, and just like yeah. play a bunch of one, two mana Man of Darts. And just swarm like oh they're all three threes deal with it yeah yeah and then if i pay the seven mana it would be like overrun or something sort of effect like that crater hoof yeah. or something and just win like you just win the game like, yeah. you can win the game so fast if it this can snowball hard so uh yeah love that love decks like that for sure uh, next uh, up we got, all right. we got glunch the bestower one green and a white for a zero five legendary creature jellyfish that's flying. At the beginning of your end step, choose a player. They put two on one counters on a creature they control. Choose a second player to draw a card and a third player to create two treasure tokens. So, so this, this sounds is a full like, group hug. Yeah, it sounds like group hug. Um, I mean, either way, it's still not bad because you're just like political giving people stuff. So, because obviously yeah. you're going to choose yourself for one of these. This so is, one person's being left out. Yeah. Yep. Someone uh, who pissed you off doesn't get the, the treasure or the whatever, the bestowed. <laughs> They're out in the cold. <laughs> well, it sucks is like you have to have a third player to get the third effect. So like right, if, you only, yeah. if you're playing one-on-one, you only, you only one person's going to get one-ones, one person's going to get draw a card. So Yeah. All right. Next up we have... Uh, Astarion, the Descendant. Uh, four white black for a 4 4 legendary vampire elf rogue creature uh, with death touch and lifelink. At the beginning of your end step, choose one. Feed. Target opponent loses life equal to the amount of life they lost this turn. Or friends. You gain life equal to the amount of life you gain this turn. Yeah, so uh, let me show you guys. Then I can gain double life. <laughs> Or I can uh, make you lose more life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like you need more, uh, you know, ab- ablers for that crap. Come on. <laughs> it's like wound reflection on a creature. Yeah, that's a. This, it could be your commander. This could be a sick ass <laughs> card in the right scenario. I think, like Kakusho. It's pretty good. Uh, next up, we got Nalia Dearnis. One white and a black for a 3-3 legendary creature human rogue. You may look at the top card of your library any time. You may cast cleric, rogue, and warrior, and wizard spells from the top of your library. When I mean, you have combat on your turn, if you have a full party, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain death touch until on turn. So it's a full another full party deck. Yep. If you play the party deck already with the, the, the General Tazri guy, you'd probably put this in there. Oh yeah, this would work well with that for sure. You just got to make sure you have all of the tribes, and then, yeah, you're good to go. Yep. So, 
It's pretty cool. Uh, next up, we have uh, Fear Crag Cunning Instigator. Uh, it is three blue red for a three three legendary creature. That's a dragon. It has flying in haste. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, goad target creature that player controls. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had to attack this combat, you put a plus one plus one counter on Fear Crag, Cunning Instigator, and you draw a card. So you're goading stuff and then drawing cards. Yep. You goad it's, things it's, to it's draw cards. I don't like that it costs five. Like, because this is like a fringe card that I might put in my deck, might not. Yeah, it's five for a three, three, two. The stats are kind of. Eh, but... I mean, but I mean, you're gonna swing right away, hit something, and then yeah, draw a card probably. Yep. It's all right. It's all right, card. Yeah. It's probably the weakest of the mythic dragons. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Nira Wild Mage, four blue red for a two seven legendary creature human elf shaman. Whenever you cast a spell, you may put it on the bottom of its owner's library. If you do, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This ability triggers only once each turn. So you could cast a one drop, put it on the bottom, and flip over cards so you get something better. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want that one. <laughs> yep. It's interesting. Yeah. Hard to balance this deck though, because you'd want like half things that cost like one and half things that cost like a bajillion. Right. So yeah. It's an interesting deck though, and it is a two seven. <clears throat> yeah, the the uh the the stats aren't bad for sure. Uh next up we got Baba Lisaga, Night Witch. Uh, one black green for a 3-3 legendary creature, human warlock. Uh, tap it, sacrifice up to three permanents. If there were three or more card types among the sacrifice permanents, each opponent loses three life, you gain three life, and you draw three cards. So this is like a crazy death rite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you got to sacrifice three different types of things, so like a creature, a land, an artifact, a creature, land, enchantment, or something. Um, yeah. Which is not bad. It's not, it's, you just have to balance the deck right. But it's cool because draw three cards and everyone loses life. You gain life is a good swing from its three Yeah, minutes. Definitely not bad. Um, when you, yeah, if it's played right, this can be pretty powerful and very, like, you know, utilitarian. It's not very much to cast or anything like that. So next up, we got Duke Older Raven Guard. Four, a red and a white for a 5 5 legendary creature, human noble soldier. At the beginning of combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and myriad until end of turn. Myriad deck, commander. Myriad deck, commander. <laughs> Pretty nice. Seems good. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we got Aluando the Seer. Uh, it's two green-blue for a 3-5 legendary creature human shaman. Tap it to draw a card, then exile a card from your hand and put a number of time counters on it equal to its mana value. It gains when the last time counter is removed from this card. If it's exiled, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. If you cast a creature spell this way, it gains haste until end of turn. Then remove a time counter from each other card you own in exile. 
So this is like suspend deck. Yeah, it's a suspend deck. Interesting. But it's cool because it speeds up when you get things removed. When you the first time you just cast something with the time counter removed. So. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a free clock spending or something like that. Yeah. That's cool. That'd be a cool yeah. deck. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's already commanders that support this too, so that they can definitely fit in with that. Uh, next up, we got Bane, Lord of Darkness. One white, blue, black. So one in, one in Esper colors. For a 5-2 legendary creature, God. As long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting total, Bane, Lord of Darkness, has indestructible. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, target opponent may have you draw a card. If they don't, you can put a creature card with equal or lesser toughness from your hand onto the battlefield. Dang, okay. Yeah, that's good. This is really oh, good. so <laughs> something dies. Okay, you want me to draw a card or put something from my hand to play? Yep. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. It's a 5-2 indestructible god. Well, possibly indestructible god. Honestly, not hard to do in Commander because, I mean... (laughs) I like that they're bringing back some gods, making some more gods. Yeah, me too. He's cool. He's a sweet deck, too. Yeah, this is the right kind of toughness creatures. Yeah, that's awesome. Next up, we have Zevlor, uh, Elutral Exile. Um, he is one blue, black, red for a, <clears throat> so that's what Grixis for a, uh, four, two legendary creature, Tifling warrior with haste. Um, he has uh, tap two and tap him when you cast or when you next cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only a single opponent or a single permanent and opponent controls this turn for each other opponent, choose that player or a, po- uh, Choose that player or a permanent they control. Copy that spell, and the copy targets the chosen player or permanent. Oh, that's weird. Weird. Yeah, it's a four-two haste. Yep. Um, and you you must have been reading the the text version. Yeah, I was because uh, <laughs> that's the the errated oracle text. So this card, when it's printed, actually doesn't say the word only. They added that oh, because it. Um, it clarifies a few edge cases with like modal cards. Um, so like God. cryptic command, you can copy with this because it can only counter if you only are targeting one opponent's thing, like bouncing one yeah. creature, and then you could draw a card, you know, draw a card or draw a card, whatever, bounce draw a card, and then you could copy it and then you could bounce another thing, draw a card. Yeah, yeah. For each opponent, right? Um, but like the Sublime Epiphany, that's like modal where you choose like one or more, if it's targeting more things than one opponent, then you can't do it. Yeah, because so, it's it has that's the only. And sometimes yeah. there's things where like it targets your thing and an opponent's thing. Right. You yeah. can't do and that because it has to be only an opponent. So like th- those couple of scenarios there. But it's yeah. cool. Uh, they talked about this. If you guys, if anyone watches Command Zone, they have a this was their preview card, and they have a whole like hour and a half long episode on how to break this. And do infinite combos and shit. So yeah, I'm sure that's very possible. If, uh, if, <laughs> if you're interested in building this deck, check out that. But yeah, so it's a sweet deck. If you're playing a copy deck, it's a cool deck. Yep, copy deck. Right, next up, we got Ball, Lord of Murder. Uh, two black, red, green for a 4-4 legendary creature god. 
as long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, he has indestructible. Uh, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a 1-1 one -one counter on target creature and goat it. Oh, goat, another goat. Uh, lots of goading goat. going on. <laughs> lots of goad support. Yeah. I like the other guy better so far. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, we have Mazzy True Sword Paladin. Uh, is one red, green, white for a 3-4 legendary creature, Halfling Knight. Whenever an enchanted creature attacks one of your opponents, it gets plus 2, plus 0, oh, and gains trample until end of turn. Whenever an aura you control is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, exile it until the end of, until the end of your next turn. You may cast that card. So aura deck, that's kind of cool. Yep, aura deck. And it's nice that if like you just pump up one dude and they kill it, uh, you at least have you know until the end of your next turn to recast those enchantments on something else. Yep. So it's kind of cool as a you know Boltroni aura commander or something. Yep. Yeah. It's there's definitely plenty of cards this can definitely work with. So and in those colors too, white and green especially. So. Uh, next up, we got next up we got Gorion, the Wise Mentor. It is green, white, blue. So Bant for a three-four legendary human wizard with vigilance. Whenever you cast an adventure spell, you may copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. It's a three-four. Finally, we have an adventure commander deck. <laughs> adventure commander. commander. <laughs> adventure commander. I can build a deck where all I want to do is go on an adventure. I want to go on adventures. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I can play all the Throne of Eldraine cards. To play all the cards in this set of adventure. Hopefully, there's enough cards and bank colors to make it work. I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. But either way, hopefully, they'll make some more if not. But it seems like a cool deck. Yeah, it seems fun. Doubling up your adventures is good. There's already like a, a I think there's a rare that's not legendary that you would play in the main deck that lets you copy it. So right. You do it now with this too. All right. Next up, we have John uh, Johnson, Chaos Crafter. Uh, it is red, white, black for a 3-3 legendary creature, Gnome Artificer, with haste. Tap him, sacrifice an artifact creature, create two treasure tokens, or tap him, sacrifice a non-creature artifact, create two 1-1 colorless construct artifact creature tokens. Interesting. So you can keep Very stacking non or non creatures for two creatures, stack a creature for two treasures. Yep. Uh, artifact creature, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Play artifacts uh, matter. I don't know if we've seen matter. a Mardu artifacts matter deck though. Like that's yeah, a weird like that's a cool, a cool color, uh, scheme. color scheme for artifacts matter. Because you don't have yeah. blue. I mean red there's a lot, but blue yeah, usually blue is usually a big enabler artifacts, for it. Yeah. It's be interesting to build it without blue. Uh, next up, we got Miriam the Sentinel Worm. It is three. It's Worm W yeah, Y R M. So it's yeah. like three green, blue, red for a 6 6 Dragon Spirit, legendary Dragon Spirit creature. Flying Ward 2. Whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield in your control, create a token that's a copy of it, except it isn't legendary if that dragon is legendary. 
Can we More stop broke. giving good dragons to Corey, please? More broken dragons for my dragon deck. More broken dragons. Oh, God. <laughs> More broken dragons. <laughs> Seems good. I want to double my dragons, guys. Yeah, because th- that's exactly what that deck needs is more of the creatures. Yes, I would love another Nicol Bolas. Oh, oh yes. Better. Let me let me let me double let me double my commander. Yeah, another Ur Dragon. Yeah, sounds awesome. The best is when it enters the battlefield. So, like, if I cheated in with that that red guy that plays your commander for free for a turn, mm-hmm. the token would stay, and I'd have a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. This is a really good dragon. That's a sick card. Even you could just play this as a commander too, and just play three color dragons as well. Yep, and, and just plenty of dragons, so it's very especially dirty. in the green and red, which is like yeah. two of the colors. Lots also. of green and red. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Markul, Lord of Bones. Uh, he has four white, black, green for a 7-5 god legendary creature. As long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, Markul, Lord of Bones, has indestructible. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's an enchantment and loses all other card types. So here you'd want creatures with, like, Sweet abilities because yep. when your creatures die, they're just going to stick around as enchantments with those abilities. This is activated abilities matter, so like, basically. Yeah, well, or just abilities like shield, or, or like they trigger all yeah. the time. Like just trigger. Or triggers. Things. Triggers matter. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be a fun deck to, to see for sure. It does cost a lot. Seven mana. It's a lot. Yeah. If you play this as a commander, that'd be pretty hard to do. But. Next up, we got Dynahair, Invoker Adept. One, blue, red, white, for a 4-4 legendary creature human wizard with haste. You may activate abilities of other creatures you control as though they had haste. Tap. When you activate your when you next activate an ability this turn by spending four or more mana to activate it, copy that ability. And they choose new targets for that ability. So more activated abilities matter. <laughs> yeah, activated abilities matter, deck. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Yep. I like that. There's lots of decks that can, or lots of things out there that can work with this. So be fun to see that. Uh, finally, for multicolor, we have Nine Fingers Keen. Uh, it is white, or sorry, one black, green, blue for a 4 4 legendary creature, human rogue with menace. Ward, pay nine life. <laughs> Whenever Nine Fingers Keen deals combat damage to a player, look at the top nine cards of your library. You may put a gate card from among them onto the battlefield. Then if you control nine or more gates, put the rest into your hand. Otherwise, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, gate deck. <laughs> yeah, so it is only in Saltai, so I don't know if there's enough gates to support yeah. it. But... In a five color gate deck, you're going to play this 100%. Because totally. it's basically 4 4 for 4 with Menace, and Ward pay 9 life is ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, really put, a, put a gate into play. Bad. And it's like, worst case, deal combat damage, put a gate into play. Best case, put a gate into play, draw 8. Yeah. That's a lot. Because <laughs> the rest would go in your hand, man. Like, 
Seems good to me. So multicolor seems like the best in this set, right? Multi is sick, man. There's yeah. so much utility. So there's cool so colors. much stuff that works with things. Like there's so many cool commander possibilities. The planeswalkers are fun. Like yeah, yeah there's, there's some cool new commanders. There's some cool new planeswalkers. There's some sweet new dragons. Yeah, and there's some more gods. Yep, gods. Gotta love that. Lots of stuff to love here with. Uh, with multicolor. I like Miriam. The dragon is sweet. Yeah. Miriam's really good. I also good. like the Bane Lord of Darkness. It's pretty cool. Yep. Really like those. And I want to so build the adventure deck as well with the Gorion. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, so moving on to artifacts. Uh, first one up is a reprint, Basilisk Collar. Yep. One for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has death, touch, and lifelink. And his equip cost to two. Um, good to see that reprinted. It's actually a really good card, and it's I think it's only been printed like twice before this, or once even. Like I don't think it's been printed that much. So uh, nice to see that. Uh, next up, uh, we have Blade of Selves. I believe this is also a reprint, if I remember right. Um, it is two for an equipment. Uh, equipped creature has myriad. Equip four. Yeah, that's another reprint. This has never been reprinted before, and it was in a commander deck only. And this yeah, card yeah. was like probably like, I don't know, 40 fucking bucks or some shit. Yep, because it was only reprinted uh, once. So thank <laughs> God it's reprinted. Um, so there'll be more copies of that. It'll go down. Basilisk Color was reprinted in Double Masters and uh, the last D&D set. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's like a $3 card right now because they finally reprinted it enough that it's Yeah, like, but it was, a while, it was like way back in like Zendikar or something like when yeah. that was first printed. Blade of Cells, I don't even, let me look up, but like I'm pretty sure it's like 40 bucks right now. Right. Because it was only printed once, I believe it. $32, yep. It's only yeah, printed in the 2015. <laughs> right. And then yeah, it was in the to... anthology of Commander as well. But Oops, my thing died. What are you doing with your camera? Yeah, my, my, uh, my, my gimbal that it's on died, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to hold it, that's all. Wow, uh, now you're holding <laughs> the camera. Okay, Blade of Cells is good. Next up, we got Fraying Line. Four mana for an artifact. When Fraying Line enters the battlefield, put a rope counter on target creature you control. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may pay two. If they do, put a rope counter on a creature they control. Otherwise, exile Fraying Line and each creature without a rope counter on it, then remove all rope counters from all creatures. So basically, you can keep paying Stick. two to save your guy because he's grabbing onto the rope. And then when the rope snaps, everyone not holding the rope dies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Cool little, uh, little flavor text going on. Yeah. I still don't think it's a great card. I probably wouldn't. No. It. It's, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's definitely not like a good one, I would say. Uh, next up, we have Mighty Servant of Liu Ko. Uh, it is three for a 6-6 six, six vehicle with Trample and Ward discarded card. Whenever Mighty Servant of Liu Ko becomes crude for the first time each turn, it was crude by ex- exactly two creatures. It gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw two cards until end of turn. It has crew four. So that's not bad. A six six not trample is gonna draw you two cards if you crew it with yeah. two two twos. It's it's totally doable. I play that in the vehicles deck. Oh yeah. Uh, next up we got Mirror of Life tapping. It's four mana for whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it was cast, exile it. 
then return all other permanent cards exiled with Mirror of Life trapping onto the battlefield with your owner's control. All righty. So everything's going to enter a turn later. Like I cast a creature, it enters. It gets removed from the game. Someone else casts. Their creature's removed from the game, and mine comes in. Right. <laughs> That's a good. weird card. It's, it's kind of crazy, Everyone's man. going in the mirror world and coming back. Yep. Interesting card. Very interesting. Next up, we have not a not a Lloyd ship. It is four for a five five vehicle artifact with flying. Whenever not a Lloyd ship enters the battlefield, exile target. Uh, uh, sorry, exile target player's li- uh, graveyard. Whenever not a Lloyd ship deals combat damage to a player, you may put a creature card exiled from not a Lloyd ship onto the battlefield under your control, and it has crew three. Yeah, so that's another good vehicles deck card. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Last artifact we got is Vexing Puzzle Box. It's three mana for an artifact. Whenever you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on Puzzle Box equal to the result. Tap, add a man of any color, roll a d20. Tap, remove 100 charge counters from it. Search your library for an artifact card, put it on the battlefield. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's a lot of charge counters. So, I mean, it's nice because it's a mana rock, too, and you're rolling a d20. So, like, it stays around for five turns, you're probably going to get Five to ten turns, you're going to get something. Yeah. If you have a rolled dice deck, it's going to get up there really way faster. You can probably get there pretty quickly if you want. So artifacts, some cool new ones, little lackluster, but sweet reprints in the Basil's Collar and Blade of Cells. Yep, good to see that, especially the Blade of Cells since that hasn't really been reprinted ever. So So, uh, on the lands here, we got reprints of Sea of the Clouds. Morphonic Pool, Luxury Suite, Spider Garden, Bountiful Promenade, all the ones that enter unless you have two or more opponents. Yep. So like the Those are lands, fun. I'm pretty sure. Or whatever they yep. Were. Yep. Um, then we got a new gate, Baldur's Gate. Um, it has, it's a legendary land gate, tap, add a colorless, and it has pay two, tap it, add X man of any one color, where X is the number of other gates you control, which is pretty sweet. So, new gate. And there's other, also yep. like six or seven other. Uncommon and uncommon gates in the set. Yep. So um, there's ones that are like the thriving spinner gates. And then we also have another reprint of Reflecting Pool, which is add one mana of any type that a land you control could could you control could produce. Yep, that's a sweet land. Yep, really good and a lot of decks. So that's it for the uh, Baldur's Gate Commander Legends cards. Uh, you gonna pick some of these up? Oh, hell yeah. Totally. Yeah, man. I'm definitely picking some of them up. And, uh, there's remember, really good shit here. So uh, and there's a lot of stuff that works in a lot of my decks So that I use. So, yeah, and uh, yeah. anyone listening, remember, if you're going to order some cards, please uh, help support us by using our TCG Player affiliate link. Order them there. Or uh, support our content by joining our Patreon. Uh, that's pretty some cool stuff in there. You can check it out. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much, and we appreciate the support.